Hey guys, welcome to Is What It Is, a podcast where the life and times of Isabella, aka myself, shape my opinions, advice, storytelling, and decision making. Nothing's off limits, so let's get into it. Hey guys, what's up? It's Isabella. I have done a pretty shitty job of podcasting as of late, but it's the holidays. I've been trying to self-loathe, cancel dinner plans, everything the Grinch does. So anyway, I have no excuses, but I'm just a mid-20s girl trying to figure it all out. And as always, I have a very special guest today, Tommy Z. Really? I'm special? Yes, very uh-huh. special. Absolutely. Um, you just got married, so are you now, are you still Tommy Z? I I oh, kept wait. my last name. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I've gotten married and I'm just, I didn't expect to be this happy with it all, honestly. Um, Allison is so amazing and our wedding was fantastic. It was so much Incredible. fun. We were able to do this like super special ceremony with just a couple of our, uh, you know, just a couple of our closest family members and really immediate people that are. Uh, and not even closest friends even. I mean, it was like, yeah. you're in this bitch. Yeah, I mean, it was. You both had like a friend. And in one way, it was really disappointing because we just missed out on something that I think we had both looked forward to for 30 plus years. Yep. And at the same time, it was really special because it was so intimate and it felt like it was just us and we got to share this moment together, which was yeah. really kind of cool. And then we've been married now for three weeks and it's been really fun. I mean, yeah, in a lot of ways, it's been exactly the same as it was before this, um, except for that nobody really gives us a hard time about not being married anymore. <laughs> right. Which is pretty Thanks, cool. Anna. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> But uh, but honestly, I mean, it's like I married her because I loved her, and then I've continued to love her since we've gotten married, so it's just been great. Absolutely. Well, as someone that got to be there, it just really couldn't have been a better venue, a prettier day, 70 degrees on the day after Thanksgiving. It was unheard of. I mean, a 4 o'clock wedding, I don't even know what to say. It was just really special in a lot of ways, and I feel lucky to be a part of it. So thank you to you and Allison. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, But yeah, yeah, really awesome couple. I'm glad you're married. Let's go, baby. Yeet. Booyah. And that honestly led me into my first question, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But I was listening to, so Dr. Phil's son got married to an e-correspondent, e-entertainment, Nothing you would know about, but she, they got married while she was six months pregnant and during COVID. So it was just like real tight. And she's like, it really made the wedding. You can't do it any other way now, which I think is a cool thing that COVID has brought up, which is this like really intimate style wedding. Do you think it was worth it to do it that way? I mean, of course it's not ideal to like make anyone feel excluded but i have to imagine for myself at least that like damn that is pretty cool to just look at every person and like i love you on such a level that is like dear to me yeah 
Um, I mean, it, it, we really didn't have a choice, so it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I really missed the opportunity to spend that moment with some people that, especially because I've gotten to be a part of that moment with other people. So it was really disappointing to not get to share that moment with people that I love so much. Um, But it also, it made our moment really special. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard to say because it wasn't like we chose to do it this way. It was just the way. And you haven't done it the other way. Right. Right. But it was... It was fantastic. But was it nice to look, like, turn around when you say I do and look at everyone and be like, I'm making eye contact with 15 of Yeah, and, and what I've talked to people. a lot of my friends who have had big weddings, they've all said it was, you know, it was difficult because you never got to really enjoy time with anybody because you're going from table to table and group of people to group of people and you're, mm-hmm. you know, your whole day is dominated by just trying to you know, hop around and say hello to everybody. And for us, we kind of, you know, the group was so small. I mean, we had 15 people, so it was great that among that 15 people, you could basically fit around a table and have a conversation right. and be around those same 15 100% of these people are cool. Right. And mean something. Right. right. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm not having to be annoyed at your plus one. <laughs> My cunt aunt isn't there. Whatever. I don't have. I personally don't have a cunt, and therefore neither I, do you. I neither. I do not. And I do not. Allison doesn't either. So Mary Pat, this isn't been... a direct. Just kidding. Okay, that's <laughs> a bad joke. Um, yes, but I can imagine that would be really special. So anyway, big shouts out to you guys. Obviously, I want to jump ahead into the topic today. So I really wanted to have Tommy on because it's just. Uh, I, I mean, by and by, the closest person I. And I think what happens is, like, I trust him to know me on a way that I don't even know me, which is a really special and unique thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring you this huge idea, which I think I just did, because I was like, I'm just going to read you, like, a few notes, comments I had after my last therapy session, which turned out to be six college-ruled notebook pages of detailed, in-depth horrors and thoughts. No, but it was, I mean, was it a little heavy? More heavy than I expected. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But at the same time, it wasn't anything that I wouldn't have already had a conversation with you about. So I'm happy to have a conversation with you again about it online where, you know, we can kind of share some of the, the things that keep you and keep me and... You know, we're all just trying to make it through this thing together. Right. And I think the biggest, I've always come back to this point, the biggest thing of the podcast isn't necessarily to like air out dirty laundry or to put anyone on blast or anything, but it is to figure out like, I think we're a lot more united than we are divided and not even on controversial political issues, but just on like the shit we go through and experience and deal with. And let's talk about it and be there for each other and not be like, oh, I just, I can't talk to my brother about that or I can't go to therapy about that or whatever. So that's... And I think the cool thing about this whole concept is not running away from it and not being scared of it and not being able to share it because so many people are experiencing something 
maybe not exactly like what you're experiencing, but maybe similar, or maybe maybe it is exactly, and maybe it's not anything at all like it, but... At least you know someone's fact, going through it. Just the fact that you're willing to share your experience mm-hmm. maybe means, somebody else, means something to somebody else where they're able to share their experience. It better. That, yeah. It friggin' better, or I got crucified and died again for nothing. So... Anyway, all that to say is I kind of brought to Tommy and my therapist last week, I was like really struggling with this idea of like, all right, bitch, you got, you worked hard, you did what you wanted, you took the next right move in your career, you moved when you needed to move, you broke up when you needed to break up, you tried to do the best you could do, and you made it through, so why... Like, one of the things I've noticed is, like, I haven't been podcasting or writing as much as I'd want to or doing things, like, I really enjoy. Like, it feels, it can feel scary at times to put time into things that I care about because of this fear of, like, responsibility. And I'm like, that seems messed up. Like, I enjoy these things. And I have to assume that other people feel this way because or else more people would be doing the things that would make them better. In general, that they don't do. Yeah, and I think it gets into this feeling of I feel a sense of responsibility to do something versus, like, I have this freedom to do something. Right. And... That's a great point, yeah. I think that while freedom can be really freeing, it can also be kind of scary because it sets you on a course that's maybe different than what you feel is required of you. Right. And and that's what I brought to you. Yeah. Was this idea of like, okay, I've worked really hard to be able to have freedom away from things I've either been through or dealt with. And now that I have all this freedom, I feel at times paralyzed because I don't want to fuck it up. Because I've been through pain and I've been through mistakes and I just don't want to do it again. And therefore... It's kind of like, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. Which is a quote from, I think Einstein. I made that up, but I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, so, but it's detrimental for that fact. Cause it's like, yeah, say nothing, do nothing, you're good, but you'll also be nothing. Which is kind of the, the point I was aggravated with myself. Is like, I can't continue. What is that? There? Lord. Um, I can't continue to do nothing because that's not me. But at the same time, I feel paralyzed because I just don't want to make a misstep and have to go back into any kind of pain. And I've seen people day in and day out choose the wrong thing. And I just don't want to do it. And I don't want to be responsible. And it's like even things that don't have a big But what, I mean, what mistakes... What missteps are you actually scared of making? I think I'm scared. I mean, even we've had this conversation of, like, putting yourself out there. And, like, I grew up, even with those closest to me, mom or whoever, and rightfully so, she's like, you need to be careful with what you put out there. So there's this big, like, be careful with what you put out there. But there's an even bigger part that's like, no, it's important that you put it out there. So I think it's balancing that or like go after your dreams and go after the next job, but also like be appreciative of what you have, have stability, 
you have more of a job than other people. It's like this balancing act of like, what's the next risk and step that's worth it compared to like when you look back and be like, I bit off more than I can chew. Right. But I feel like you've got a, two different things that you're talking about. You've got I'm sure. One, well, <laughs> one, you're talking about taking a misstep and one, you're talking about uh, the pain involved with those missteps. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that those are one and the same. Right. What makes, what's the difference well, I feel in like, those for you? I feel like you could make a misstep that maybe ends up being positive. Yeah. I think nine times out of 10, and that's what I was talking to my therapist about. It's like, either way, if you make a misstep, a lot of times it just ends up bringing you to this like miraculous self-discovery. Thank God I fucked up in that way. Right. But it's really hard to look at it. So what is the pain that you're scared of? Oh, I I just don't want to do something obvious. Like, I feel like I, and I was talking to her about this too. Like, I really take a lot of consideration. And it's probably with you being who you are to me and our age difference. I think I've always looked to you and been like, all right, what do I do here or not do here? Or like... What should you have known? What advice would you give? And I also do that with other people I respect. And it's like, I want to ask the people that are older and wiser, what do you wish you would have done? And it's like, well, I wish I would have taken more risk. I wish I wouldn't have done, gotten married as young. I wish I would have da-da-da-da-da. And so I'm like, okay, let me at least make sure I don't do that. Which those are huge things that are a lot of little calculations to right. not do that. But I think this, it's kind of funny that you brought up Einstein because I think that so much of this ends up being like the theory of relativity where what you're experiencing relative to what somebody else is experiencing is maybe fantastic or maybe it's just god awful. Right. (laughs) I mean, your experience is so unique to you that... Your pain is unique to you. Your mistakes are unique to you. Your life experiences, the advice that you would give is mm-hmm. unique to you. And the advice... Which I completely haven't given credence to. I've been like, nope, that's something I need to own. Right. Which is not fair, which, to your point. And the, and the advice that people are giving you is unique to you and unique to that person's experience that they've given to you mm-hmm. or had with you. Right. So I'm... it's just kind of a... Catch-22? I just like the phrase. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's a catch-22 at all. (laughs) In fact, it's also not two sides of the same coin. More than one way to skin a cat? Uh, Yeah, perfect. Really? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Shouts out, Jenna. (laughs) But I do think that your experience is unique and the pain that you feel and, like, all of these different things that you maybe have second thoughts about or are, you know, in pain about or that you find really enjoyable or the way that you approach uh, people in such a unique way, it is so unique to you that it's not really a negative and it's not really a positive either. I mean, in a lot of ways, right? it's just you being you which is super cool and i think that you get to 
see that reflected back in how people like, right. share that experience with you. And your point in that makes me think of like, what if it's more social media driven and related? Like I'm the first generation generation where we've been social media since you could really understand what was going on. And like, it's just making me think of like, even TikTok, which I've gotten into because I just think it's fun to watch and it's it is so quick and it just completely plays on all the things that are fucked up about <laughs> social media, which I totally buy into. So I'm not holier than thou by any means, but it's almost turned into like this very like advice driven culture and like either acceptance or shame or do this or don't do this. And like, you're trying to just grasp it all and be like, how do I make the best life possible? Or what do I wish I would have known? And like, okay, just do it. But to your point, it's like, I mean, just, it's neither here nor there. Right. Right. And I think what could be an interesting conversation, though, is because everybody's experience is so unique and different, is your sense of what's right and wrong is completely unique and different. Right. And so, I mean, what is it that you find, like, at your core, what is it that you go, like, that's right? Right. I don't know. Are you asking me? I'm asking you. I'm, I mean, I'm, you could, I could go on all day. I mean, what, in what regard? I mean, just like, I don't, I mean, I think that's the thing I struggle with. It's like, I, I really hold myself to a standard of right and wrong and black and white, but I can't reconcile it within my own brain. So I think that's where the problem lies. It's like, on my mind's like, nope, it's this or this. And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying, which I think that's the beauty of it all. It's like, of course you don't know. There's no way to know. And like, I'm trying to dissect telling my mind, like, listen up. There's no way to know. Let go of that black and white thing and just do whatever the next best thing is. But I think to my original point is I'm like, why? Do you have like a code that you live by or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I definitely do. But it would take me days to write it out. I mean, the yeah. I mean, you see me all the time. I'm like, I just don't think that's right. Right. And have you ever thought to try to boil it down into like, <sighs> you know, it's funny because I would say I definitely have a code. But then I would also say, if you questioned me on it, I'd be like, I mean, in that situation, I would <laughs> right. break the code. Like, I I really don't like, it's funny, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like, I really don't like the idea of cheating in sports. I would never cheat in sports. And then I was on Twitter t- yesterday, and there was, like, this big scandal that came out. It was, like, 70 of, what, did you see that? It was, like, the Citadel a calculus class i was like 70 people get the fuck over yourselves good for you guys go (laughs) like i just don't care about cheating in that sense and i don't know what that says about me or whatever but i'm like all right you cheated in the class yippee kaye but i'm like you called a ball out when it wasn't out you were dead to me right so it just doesn't i mean it's still either way it's cheating it doesn't make any sense it's just my own rules which what's maybe what's the 
your point in asking that is that it well, doesn't make curious, any sense only because i've thought about this before and these words don't make sense necessarily to anybody else but to me they make a lot of sense but i would say to me i follow two rules one is that rules are rules and two is that it's a gentleman's game which hmm. which means to me anyway if i yeah I, i'm not sure that i can put it perfectly into words but one is like the rules are the rules you, you do to, live your life that way you have to Actually, play yeah. you have to play by the rules and there's there's like some things that are very black and white and there's some things that you can like bend the rules some but you can't ever just snap them in half yeah and i think that's probably where you and i get into our biggest things because that's not a rule the rules to me are like rules are meant to be pushed and not necessarily broken but like just because something's always been done this way doesn't mean whatever right and like the rules are meant to be broken for more or less and i think me and you can get into it where you're like listen i have standards i have ethics rules are rules play by them do it play whatever if the ball is out of bounds, the ball is out of bounds. Right. There's no question. But would you it. cheat on a test? No, because it's a gentleman's game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explain. <laughs> but a gentleman's game, all right, let's... <laughs> You've never cheated on a test? I don't believe it. Well, Miss Carell's Latin was different. Okay. <laughs> but the, um, I think the, like, to me, I'll think about... Let's say you're playing a game of beer pong. Maybe not the best example, but you're playing right. a game of beer pong. If the ball goes into the cup, you take the cup away. That's right. the rule. It's always the rule. There's no like. There's no getting around it. There's no like. Oops! Accidentally went Until into the. Until like, there's your best friend's drunk sorority date. That's always the problem. Doesn't matter. <laughs> drunk sorority date. Put right. it in the cup. Pick the cup up. Okay. Put it to the side. Gentleman's rule would be like. You know what? You're allowed to bounce it, but you probably just shouldn't bounce it because it's just kind of an asshole move. Like you're being a pussy? Not you're being a pussy. Like it's within the rules, but like. But how is that? Wouldn't that a isn't that a rule then? It's inside the game, but it's like. Why? We're we're friends here. I respect you enough to know that you're not going to bounce it. You respect me enough to know that I'm going to. So I think both of your rules come back to this respect understanding yeah. either yes. way yeah right it's like i i trust you enough to know that we're both working on the same mm-hmm. level and if i'm going to beat you i'm going to beat you fair and square and if i have to overcome something then that's what it's going to take okay but no matter what it is is i'm not going to cheat you i'm not going to fuck you over i'm not going to take advantage of you if I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you. Right. And. Well, I appreciate that. And I think that if I lose, then I also, I lose. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to take advantage of you to try to like right. gain an edge in the end. So I'll, I'll take a loss graciously, right. but I'll take a win graciously as well. Sure. Um, and there's a lot of just unspoken i feel like there's a lot of unspoken rules in or unwritten right. rules in life that you have to respect and just there's yeah it really does come down to respect i respect you enough to know that right you're not gonna screw me and i'm not gonna screw you and even if you do screw me i'm still not gonna screw you because right. i hold that 
to you. And I think that's where the difference lies. For me, I'm like, I'll play a gentleman's game. You play a gentleman's game. You don't want to play a gentleman's game? Fuck you. Right. Right. And that's my thing. Which I think I'm is like, fair. Right. Because I'm like, I've seen enough people that are like you, or even a lot less than you, right. that are like, I won't even play a gentleman's game. I don't play anything, but just don't make me anything. Right. And I'm like, that's not... So maybe that's my role is like, don't fuck people. <laughs> um, and I don't want to fuck like, myself either, though. So I don't know. It's just... Well, I feel like you're... I th- if I'm understanding this right, your philosophy is a little bit more punitive, where you say... I'm not going to take the higher ground. I'm going to punish you for not respecting the rules. Like I'll, I'll respect the rules as long as you respect the rules. But sure. the minute that you don't, then I'm going to punish you for... Right. I think that's exactly inappropriate and correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, right. Which I, it, And it brings it kind of back to this whole idea of like, where does that come from with someone... And like, how do we but all play the rules of life and try to figure out the next best, best thing? And I think that's maybe where my hangups get caught is I'm like, all right, I want to play it the best I can, but I've seen people get fucked doing it the best they can. And I don't want to be, I want to play it better. Right. But it's, there's no, you can't, there's no life play it better book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no almost succeeded in life. Right. And, and life, honestly, it just doesn't give a shit. Right. And yeah, that's, and I don't feel like this is too personal, but just like for our parents, it's like they thought they had it well, and then it ended up just like breaking and falling. When everyone did, not everyone, my dad didn't, but my mom did all the best things and you still just get chopped and screwed at the end of it so it's like all right chopped and screwed chopped and screwed as waffle house like (laughs) t-pain muff them cuff them what is it they say at waffle house smothered covered (laughs) yeah muff them cuff them that's not it so anyway yeah to your point correct there's just not right way so i'm trying to deconstruct how do i let go of thinking but I don't, at the same time, I feel like there's just obvious things where you're just like, don't get pregnant at 18. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, you hope not. But then, or don't date a 43-year-old. I'm like, that to me seems like an obvious mistake. But I don't think, I mean, I don't think either one of those things is necessarily a, like, a bad thing. Right. Like, if you get pregnant at 18, if you're having sex at 18 and you got pregnant at 18 like that super sucks for you but that's not because like it's a you made a mistake it's not a life-altering thing that changes the rest of your future that screws you for life but it is but right it's not something that everybody else should hold against you no of course not of course not opportunities agreed and the same way that if you date a 43 year old somebody shouldn't go like you're uh horrible person and we should keep you from opportunities or we shouldn't welcome you into our group or we shouldn't you know we shouldn't be I feel like it all comes down to like can I be friends with you right and 
Yeah, I totally agree. Because it's like, as long as they're just a good person. Yeah. And you are funny, you're cool, you're nice, do whatever, and go get them. Right. Right. Which is exactly how I feel a lot, a lot of people who's mis... Choices. I almost said mistakes. Uh, choices I haven't made and hope not to make. But, yeah, I look at them and I'm like, God, I really love that person. Right. And I wish them the best and I will help them to the ends of the earth. Right. So, I don't yeah. know. I still no, just I haven't figured out how I let go of holding myself to that standard. Right. And I think the other part of it is you make mistakes. And let's say that you do break a rule and you own up to it, then I do think that you're entitled to a second chance or a third chance or a yeah. 30th chance. I mean, sure. if you're... And who's to say that that's wrong? Like, it may make life more difficult... But there's no one saying that's wrong. And that's what I have to let go of. Right. It's like, nobody's saying this is wrong. They're saying I probably... But it comes back to that pain of what it's saying. I'm like, I just... I'm scared to have the freedom of choice. Because each step up until, like, now has just been like, all right, here's path A, which is shitty. And here's path B, which is less shitty, and it'll hopefully get you to another path, which is, again, a little less shitty, and you just, (laughs) like, choose and choose and fight and fight and fight, and... But I feel like it's just so rare in life that you get, like, it does happen, and it's awesome when it does, where you get to choose between two good options. But more often than not, you're choosing between two really shitty options. Right. And you go, like, man, I... And, And I think a lot of times you get paralyzed because you're you refuse to make a choice that you know is either going to hurt somebody that you love or is going to be painful to you or is going to be just it's going to it's going to be a wrong choice you right you can't get around it but it's still the choice that you have to make because right the alternative it still is, is so a choice much, you have to make and the alternative is so much worse than what the decision is right and i think i too get caught up like the opposite of hindsight what is that foresight Maybe. Yeah, that's it. The, I get caught up in foresight about like, all right, so what does this look like five years from now, ten years from now? And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I don't know. Paralysis by analysis. That's a Ooh, good one. pretty good. Really? Is that a thing? Uh-huh. I want to add that to the my repertoire. <laughs> paralysis by analysis. Yeah, that would be it. Okay, cool. Write that down. All right. Uh-huh. And, yep. Okay. okay. Uh, you spelled analysis wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What other questions do you have for me regarding this? I want to try, I think, like, I want within the next 10 minutes, like, to wrap up between, like, can we get to some kind of concrete something f- that I can conclude with, like, all right. This is at least what I... Not that there's an answer, but like this is a conclusion I've come to. Probably not, because it's <laughs> it's just a bigger... Like it's a, it's a... I feel like this is a debate that you have inside yourself for the entirety of your life. And Don't as you that. evolve and as you change and as you take on different responsibilities in your life, you are either 
happy with the choices that you've made or you know there's I think everybody experiences some sense of regret when you make a decision and it was a bad choice and you realize in retrospect that it could have been better right. but that doesn't mean that it, it it really doesn't mean that you didn't make the best decision I mean right at the time yeah what do you think about the concept because I find myself stuck in this of like the grass is always greener effect I've found that the grass is usually greener on the other side because you water it. Shit over there. There's a lot of manure on the other side. Huh. What does that mean? It means that like the grass is greener because like the grass looks greener over there, but once you get over there, you realize that it's. Just I'm so glad shit. you didn't say the grass is greener where you water it. I appreciate that. You're welcome. That's. Uh, it's equally as cliche, but I haven't heard that one though. You've taught me a lot tonight. <laughs> But the point basically is like once you get over to the greener, what you thought was greener, it ends up being pretty shitty. Right. And in some ways not. Yeah, because the grass is still green. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's the problem is you just, the grass is greener, so you break up and you're glad you did, but then the grass is, it's hard, it's hard it's brown grass but then it's going to be spring it's true so it's i, don't I mean i guess the, the the fact of the matter is is that the grass isn't always greener on the other side right but sometimes it is and sometimes it is so and what do we do <laughs> i don't know what's the question that you're asking me i don't know either i don't know I think I'm just trying to answer life's heaviest questions in one 30-minute segment. Okay. My opinion on the grass is always greener is that the grass is sometimes greener, the grass is sometimes not greener, and it's up to you and the circumstances that you're faced with to try to figure out. And either way, life says make a decision. Right. And, and, life really, and again, it comes back to like life really doesn't care. It will either punish you for not making the like not making the switch or mm-hmm. it will punish you for making the switch right that's a good point either way you're <laughs> fucked <laughs> and either way you're blessed or and i think what i think what's so difficult to just like make it through life with is the uncertainty of what could have been yeah which you know it, Maybe you did make the right decision by not going over to the other side. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever really know that. And maybe you feel this like sense of regret by not switching over. But but it could have been I, so much shittier. And thank God you did what you did. Yeah. And I tend to think that if you're happy in the moment that you are now, then who cares what yeah. could have been over there? Because you're happy where you are now. And I think, too, what's hard about growing up is like, there can be a lot of little moments of like hard work and unhappiness to give you this like grand satisfaction, wholeness, happiness. Yeah. And it can be confusing to know like in the interim and in short term, it's going to be like a lot of treading and yeah. uphill, but there's fucking Everest at the top. It's true. So... Or maybe there's even something beyond Everest. Maybe what your Everest that you set for yourself is is only halfway up. And right. you're like I think one thing we were talking about earlier is the concept of like reaching a goal 
and being able to rest and appreciate the fact that you've gotten to a place mm-hmm. that you've like you've sought after for a lifetime or has been a goal that you've set for a long time and you finally have reached that goal. Right. And to me it's to me it still comes back a little bit to the, that theory of relativity because I think no matter where you get to there's always this feeling of mm-hmm. you know time passes and then you're satisfied with what is and so you need to move forward move Advance. forward right but at the same time it doesn't mean that where you are at this moment right now doesn't need like a pause a deep breath right like man look how far i've come right like it's really exciting to look back you right. know a year five years 30 years and go yeah well, holy shit like this is pretty yeah. this is pretty amazing that i've accomplished how much i've accomplished and at the same time say okay i'm i've done it for I've, the time being or, or i'm only at step one i've made it mm-hmm. i've made it up the first step now i've still got to climb the mountain right and the point i brought to you earlier was like with my writing this week i was like the premise kind of centered on remember when what you currently have is what you wanted. Right. And like, I think for me, it wasn't a premise of like pause and acknowledgement. It was a premise of like, you did it, be appreciative of it, be thankful. And in that same token, as I was explaining to you before we wrote this or spoke this was then that like, if I, sorry, I lost my train of thought. If I've acknowledged it, then what was I saying? Like, remember what you want is what you're, oh, like I've worked really hard for this and. Like now you've accomplished it. Now you get to pause right. and think about but it. But it took me a lot of hard work to get here and I don't, I don't want to have to keep going. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that there's. And that doesn't mean that I haven't worked really hard and I'm tired of working so hard to get where I'm at. Sorry. It took me a long time to say that. I gotcha. Um, I think that's completely fair. And I think that everybody that accomplishes a goal deserves some time to go. I've, I've gotten it Mm -hmm. and enjoy it while you have it. And there's going to be. If once you re- achieve a really big goal, there will be a period of time where you haven't determined what the next goal right. is, and you get to be really satisfied with the fact that you've made it this far. But I think what life will end up teaching you is that at some point, what you have right now will not be satisfactory sure. to you anymore. And 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 I guess that's not necessarily true because maybe. Maybe everything that you have is everything that you wanted and you are just happy. I mean, right. I haven't gotten there yet, but. Sure. And I haven't either, but I think what's happening is like, I am happy, but I can't figure out how to let myself go to be happy because it feels like what I just wrote then, if you could do it then, what's stopping you right now? Like you worked. Yeah. You got to this point when things were really shitty. So now that things are really good, you need to blast off into 
2030. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy your success when right. you have it. But I think what I really want to do is just stop. Like, and actually just enjoy it and not be like, all right, now I got it. So I better make this website, podcast, figure out my next career move, figure out my ideas on marriage, family, spend time with everybody. Yeah. And I think that that's maybe some, like, I have my opinion on this, but I can completely understand that probably people that are listening to this don't relate to the way that I look at it at all because, because maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the success is always just right out of reach and I'm constantly hmm. just going like, all right, what do I have to do to take the next step? How do I yeah. work harder? How do I get to the next step? And thing? do you ever look at what you've accomplished? Like where you are right now and be like, this is pretty hell cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I don't, I don't ever like, I always have a bias for action to take the next right. step. Which and, obviously I do too. Right. And I think that to me that like that moment when you become sedentary or maybe that's not the right word, but sure. the moment where you're not moving forward is the moment that you start moving backward. Right. And I don't think that that's completely fair because I don't yeah. know that that's, I don't know. And that I think that's, that's right. the mindset I have, but there's something inside of me saying like, I think I'm okay with not moving forward for at least, a time and you're not moving back and let yourself go of the theory of you're moving backwards just because you're sitting for a year right with what is is right and i feel like i don't know for me anyway i feel like there's a all right you've reached a goal all right let's enjoy the success that you've had right now let's let's enjoy what that success brings all right now let's start thinking about what is the next step mm-hmm. that you want to take? And what what's required to make that next step? What's required to, you know, what are the different mini steps that you need to be able to make right. that next step? And I would argue with each success that that gap closes. Yeah. With a satisfactory level. Yeah. And the micro steps come quicker. Right. And I also think that there's there are successes and watching other people's success too, where it's like, I think eventually you start you, or you stop competing only like you spend so much of your time competing with your peers. Mm-hmm. And as you start to gain more success, then you start to go like, all right, I want to start bringing people along right. this, this thing with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I love that. an interesting like transition moving from right. worrying about your own success to worrying about other people's success as well. Mm-hmm. And moving away. Because that does end up being your success. Right. And moving away from my success is at the expense of somebody else's success. Mm-hmm. I only win when they lose. Right. But I win when they win, and I win. Mm-hmm. I can even win. When we win. More. Because I, of I it. I can win more. I don't know. I got lost. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I lost it there at the end, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I think... All in all, what this conversation has helped me realize is, like, I think a lot of what we both says encompasses a lot of, like, many things, but two different things that both make sense. Yeah. Which is helpful to realize, like, 
this all it all can be eggs <laughs> you know no i do think i do think there are moments where you get to rest and you get to enjoy yeah but it doesn't nec- it it doesn't necessarily mean that you're done and it doesn't necessarily right. mean that the same things that you were excited about achieving five years ago are going to be exciting for you to achieve for the next five years. Sure. You know, maybe your goals and your, what you consider to make you a success completely flip. Right. Of course. That doesn't mean. And I hope they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hope. And that doesn't mean that your goals from five years from now are any less attainable or less exciting or less. Or better than what the choice you had to make today was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got me good. (laughs) You got me good. Well, I will say in closing, I think the reason I love having you on is just it's like two orbits of the same planet. (laughs) It's like just two going at the same time. And then it's like every hundred years we cross and we're like, got it. Check in and keep going. And it's still moving around the same idea of like, let's be better let's help each other let's send out love and respect into the world um and i couldn't be more excited to share a planet with anyone but you oh i love this planet yeah it's a good one well thank you everyone uh merry christmas right what are we wearing these hats for i know merry christmas (laughs) happy holidays whatever you're celebrating whoever you're celebrating with i wish you nothing but peace and love in the new year that's awesome. Alright. Take it easy, everyone. Bye bye. Yo, thanks for listening to Is What It Is. To know more, visit my website at isabellazal.com or my Instagram at whyisabellahaha. Music is by The Remarks out of Charlotte, North Carolina. You can expect new episodes whenever the fuck I get around to it, and I will catch you next time. Be you or be don't.